Let us pray together. Spirit of living God, fall fresh now on this preacher and on these your servants who are listening for that still small voice. Amen. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ concerning us. In everything, give thanks. Brothers and sisters, America has set aside one day in a calendar year to give thanks for our many blessings in this country. The original intention of this celebration was to set aside a time to reflect on our history as a God fearing nation, one nation under God, a nation whose deliverance comes from the almighty God. We wanted to set aside a time to remember the first Thanksgiving when the founding pilgrims who had come to America in search for religious freedom, thank God for letting them through their first bitter, bitter winter in their new homeland. So in, 1940, in 1941, the Congress officially established the fourth Thursday in November as our day of Thanksgiving. It may well have been, my friends, the last act of a God-fearing nation established by the pilgrims. And friends, I must admit, it's hard to give thanks to God when things are not going well. I've had a difficult year. It started with some unknown ailments that no one could find back at the end of last year. When they found it, they discovered that there was cancer in the colon. And then while they were testing for that cancer, they found cancer in the prostate. It's hard to thank God when you hear that word cancer in two places. The cure was simple. They would go in and I would have surgery and they would take the cancer out in both places. They set aside a time in May of this year to do that. But after five and a half hours on the operating table, they decided that it was too dangerous, too risky to get the cancer in the prostate, but they could take the cancer from the colon. A time would be set aside when I healed from that surgery to perform another operation in September. And so I went to the hospital in September, September 27th, and they put me to sleep. And thank God I was at Washington University Barnes Hospital because my blood pressure dropped seriously and my heart rate dropped profusely. And they had to wake me up and say that they could not form, perform that surgery. It's hard to give thanks when the best of medical conditions, the best of medical care can't cure you because of some unknown heart deficiency. Sufficiency. But this year is teaching me to give thanks to God in everything. This year 
is teaching me. I may have problems, and my present circumstances don't look promising right now, but I'm still covered by the grace of God, and I still have life and breath, and I'm still able to say thank you, Jesus, for the life that Christ won for us. Somebody ought to say amen right there, because even if this life fails, we have another life, a life that Christ already has forged for us. I'm the first to admit it takes patience to be grateful for everything. Giving thanks to God is easy when we see and touch God's blessing, when we have food on our table, enough money in our pockets and bank account, clothes on our back. But when our health is not all as well, it's hard to feel grateful. What happens when we're going through some trials that make us feel disconnected from our creator? I don't know about you, but there are some things that can happen in this life that I wonder, God, that am I doing the right thing? God, why have you sent me here? God, why, why, why? Paul encourages the Thessalonians to be grateful in three ways I'd like to share with you this morning. First, be grateful for everything. The voyages to this new world on the Mayflower were a group of around 100 people seeking religious freedom to be able to practice their faith without the Church of England's influence. The pilgrims, the God worshipers, were not the only folk on the Mayflower. They had passengers, that they had servants on the Mayflower. They had contracted workers because they came to build a new world in America. And they didn't all believe in God. I wonder how many of them looked at the pilgrims and said, how can you thank God when we are about to die? The religious among them believed that the foundation of the world was predestined by God. The world and those who would be saved, God had already decided who those would be. Who would receive God's grace? Who would have the faith in God that they needed to sustain themselves? But the pilgrims experienced immense difficulty and loss when they came to this new world. They encountered disease, famine, bitter cold, and very, very little food to sustain themselves. Yet, they decided that God was still worth giving thanks to because at least they could pray on their own time. At least they could worship God in their own ways. At least King George was not breathing down their necks. We can always point to situations in our lives, friends, that aren't as pleasant as we want them to be. But spiritual gratefulness supersedes our carnal troubles, brothers and sisters. True gratefulness rises above our circumstances and allows us to see the hope that is in our God. It's thanksgiving every day. In everything, give thanks. Let me remind you that Daniel gave thanks when God allowed him to interpret the king's dream. But he also gave thanks when he was thrown in the lion's den. You remember David gave thanks for slaying Goliath. 
but he also gave thanks to a life filled with struggles, betrayals by his family members, murderous schemes, his own sin he had committed, and the loss of his child. The apostle Paul gave God thanks for his conversion on the road to Damascus, but he also gave thanks through his incarceration, his beatings, his threats, and all the close calls he had while preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ across a country that he couldn't recognize anymore. Paul wrote, sing and create a melody in your heart to the Lord, offering gratitude continually to God, the Father of everything. Then in one rejoicing moment, he also wrote, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. When the Colossians were struggling with the newness of their faith, Paul wrote, Devote yourselves to prayer. Don't just pray, my friends. When you have need, pray without ceasing. Be thankful for everything. That's genuine gratitude for what God has already done in our lives. Second, be grateful for God's past, God's will for our lives. Brothers and sisters, I'm learning to stop whining about the path that God has selected for me, God's will. And I'm trying to develop spiritual patience that accepts the path that God has chosen for me. All trials are teaching moments. When life is moving along smoothly, we seldom thank God for God's will and the path that God has laid out for us. And if I'm being very honest with you this morning, I tend to pray less when things are going well. But when adverse situations arise, that's when I fall to my knees and I pick up this, my spiritual phone and I dial heaven's 911. As Christians, we should remember, brothers and sisters, that through every trial we face, every mess we get ourselves into, God is still in control. Satan may have power, but God has a plan. Our trials are opportunities to develop a closer walk with God. When we submit to God's will, God teaches us how to be calm in the midst of a crisis. When we submit to God's will, God teaches us to be brave in the midst of our battles. When we submit to God's will and path, God teaches us to be patient in the midst of our turmoil, teaches us to be confident in the midst of our dilemma. God teaches us to be content in the midst of our struggle. When we pause for a moment and look for God's actions in our lives, we learn to be joyful in the midst of sorrow. God's plan is that you and I will confront opposition without surrendering, handle our trials without becoming defeated. God's will is that we will deal with temptation without giving in, and cope with our problems without being confused, face our disappointments without being discouraged, and endure our failures without 
giving up and giving in to a diabolical plan of the evil one that seeks to stalk us with lies every single day. Can you say amen to God being in our lives every day? Amen. Some Christians know, my brothers and sisters, and they remember when Satan tried to push them down, but they also remember when God picked them up. Some of us remember when Satan tried to push us down, but God will pick us up every single time if we but look for God in the midst of situations in our lives. Satan tried to mess us up, but God's will will straighten us up every single time. Satan tries to tear us apart, but God will, will put us back together again and set our feet back on the path that God has laid out for us. Satan tries to hinder us, but God's will will help us every single time. Satan tries to bind us, but God's will sets us free. Somewhere I read, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The thief cometh to rob and to steal, but Christ comes to give us life and give us life more abundantly. Can you give God a hand praise for that? Can we give God a hand praise for God's blessing of coming into our lives and not just give us life, but give us life more abundantly? God wants us always to be thankful, cheerful, and prayerful. It's sinful, my brothers and sisters, to be aware of God's will for our lives and disregard it. God never gives us a command that God cannot provide us with the means to carry out that plan. But we just need to learn to listen and follow. Some things may seem impossible for you and I, but the impossible is part of what God calls us to do because the impossible is not ours to do. That part belongs to God. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. God's will is that we have purpose in our life. And we learn to use our talents to God's glory. If we follow God's plan for our lives, our relationships will improve. Our confidence will be restored. Our behavior patterns will change. Many trials can be avoided. And every time that we are victims, we become victors in knowing that God enabled me to walk through that. He'll enable me to walk through this as well. God's will is that our wounds be healed. Our hurts will be removed. Our regrets will be resolved. God's will is that our faults will be corrected and our hope will be recovered. It is God's will that we live abundantly. In the meantime, we need to learn to give thanks to God for what God has already done, is doing, and about to do. Finally, it is. We should be thankful for our Savior, Jesus Christ. We should revere our Savior for what he has already done. Friends, do you not realize that in Jesus Christ, God set a plan in motion that cannot be interrupted by any evil force on earth? As a matter of fact, even we can't mess it up. 
we have been saved by the blood of the Lamb. It's because of his sacrifice that whatever we go through, his love is manifested. We are never alone because God made sure that as long as we have breaths in this body, we walk not alone by ourselves, but we walk with God in Jesus Christ. And that's given us a Holy Spirit that reminds us that we have what it takes to overcome. Somebody ought to say amen in this house today because the Spirit is a spirit of overcoming, not a spirit. Of weakness. Despite our situation, be it painful or pleasant, we can give thanks and praise to God for Jesus Christ. Even Jesus gave thanks. Remember in John, he says, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that sat down. Jesus didn't wait to see the miracle happen. He thanked God in advance for the miracle that was about to come. Jesus gave thanks when he stood at the tomb of Lazarus. He said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. He didn't wait to see the miracle of Lazarus' resurrection. Jesus gave thanks to God in advance of the miracle to come. If we need a miracle in our lives, let's give thanks now through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We shouldn't wait to see the miracle before we believe that God can make it happen. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving prayers bolster our faith and get us ready for God's miracles. That's why Paul said, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ concerning all of us. As Christians, we can't lose our salvation that's been paid in full by Jesus Christ. All we have to do is accept it. God fixed it so we have already been saved and you can't lose it because some evil nonsense has strayed you from the past. If you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ has saved us, there's no force on earth that can take you out of the hands of God. But if we cease to be thankful, we can lose our joy. When David sinned with Bathsheba, he begged, restore to me the joy of your salvation, God. Joy is a way of life, not just a feeling for sometimes. It's always a challenge to be joyful, but it's also necessary. Nehemiah explained it this way. He said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Strength comes from joy. Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Fruit is a sign of a healthy branch. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. They that abide in me and I in them, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And then he turned around and said, I have told these things to you. So my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full and complete. Jesus is the source of our joy. Our power comes from the joy of the Lord. Even in difficult situations, we can find joy if we abide 
in Christ our Savior. Christ deserves our praise because Christ paid the ultimate price that we may have joy in the Lord always. He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. And that's just what Christ did. That's why Paul could say, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemn sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit of the living God. That's an amen moment right there. Friends, we should never give up on God because Christ didn't give up on us. We should always be willing to offer a prayer for Christ our Redeemer. Christ saw our thirst and gave his life to quench it. Christ saw our care and gave his life to relieve it. Christ saw the emptiness in our lives and he gave his life to fill it. Christ saw our faults and he gave his life so they can be forgiven. Christ saw our guilt and gave his life that we may be pardoned. He came to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. We were broken vessels until he mended us and made us sons and daughters of God. Thanksgiving is every day. Don't be like the torch that burns steadily only on a windless night. When adversity flickers and our flame, don't, don't let it zap your joy and your strength. Be joyful in the Lord because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. We give thanks to God, which always causes us to triumph in Jesus Christ. We cannot lose. If you don't believe me, turn to the back of the Bible and read, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So, so that's, don't bend your knees. Let us bend our hearts and minds toward God. For Christ's sake, who gave us immortality and promised us a home somewhere in heaven that we will never be homeless no more. Let's be thankful that one day we will see God face to face and hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. The joy of knowing that we belong to God. The joy of knowing that we fought a good fight with Christ on our side. The joy of knowing that we are a conqueror with Jesus Christ. The joy of knowing that the last trial that needed to be endured was endured by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The joy of knowing that the last valley has been crossed by Jesus. The joy of experiencing thanksgiving every day because Jesus is with us every moment, every second of the day. And so we can thank God for the pearls of God's precious promise. We can thank God for the diamonds of his divine direction. We can thank God for the beauty of his bountiful blessings. We can thank God for the grandeur of the, his glorious grace. How 
can I give thanks for the things God has done for me? Things that I don't even deserve yet, he gave them to me just to demonstrate to me and others how much God loves me. Somewhere I heard the song say, the voices of a million angels cannot express my gratitude. All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. To God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory for the things he has done. With his blood, he has saved me. With his power, he has raised me. To God be the glory for the things he has already done in Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, we give you thanks for our brother Jesus. So many times the evil one comes in our lives and tries to deceive us into thinking that you have abandoned us, that we are in this world alone. But your Holy Spirit reminds us that we are never alone, that in everything you are with us in every situation, every storm, every trial, you are with us. And so, God, we thank you for our brother Jesus who did everything to bring us into a sure relationship with you, one that's eternal. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Can you please stand and sing with us together the beauty of the earth?